Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So today we have Dr. Colin Lathrop on the show, and it was a really great time interviewing him. Um, I actually interviewed him back in 2018 uh, when his practice was a little bit different. They've grown a lot since then, and they're constantly innovating, and it's just always a blast to, to get together with him. He can just, he's one of those people who, who will talk and talk, and every time he's talking, I'm listening because <laughs> I'm learning something. So um, I really appreciated him taking time out of his busy day. It was pretty last minute that we got together for this episode. And this will be another two-part episode, so make sure that you catch both parts of it. And if you're at all interested to hear more from him, go back to, I think it was like March or so in 2018, where you could hear his uh, first interview where he kind of went into more detail about how he runs his front office with no front office employees. It was pretty interesting. All right, guys. And as always, if you do need any help with your dental membership plans, these are pretty popular these days as we're coming back from COVID, please check out dentalmembershipdirect.com and schedule a uh, membership growth solution for you and your team. Or you could, if you're the do-it-yourself type, you could check out um, the membershipmastercourse.com for the uh, Dental Membership Master Course with myself and Dr. Chris Phelps. All right, enjoy today's episode. My name is Drew Burns, and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe that the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe that the best way no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet, while others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet, our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast and these are our stories. Yeah, that's amazing. So at the moment you have eight chairs, five hygiene chairs running. So you and your associate are sharing three chairs? Yep. Wow. Okay. And in the new new office you're planning for, what'd you say? Was it fifteen chairs? It'll be fifteen ops, yep. Wow. That's great. So uh, you kinda talked about your plans there a little bit already, but just to recap, you, you think you'll hire another associate, so you'll have uh three dentists. How many chairs per dentist do you think you'll have? Do you have any plans for how many hygiene chairs that you want to have? Um we're gonna run seven hygiene in my existing side. So my existing practice side will be pretty much the hygiene side. And, and then we'll have the other side um, for all the doctor stuff. It's, it's kind of how I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll have uh, most likely two doctors on with a doctor production schedule. And then a single doctor either checking all the hygiene and doing any same day stuff. And then building their um, you know next day uh, production schedule. Um, or we can split it up to where um, each doctor will take uh, two or three hygienists, um, like a little doctor hygiene pod. So all the rooms will be the same, 
except on the new side, some of the rooms will be a little bit larger to where we can, they'll double the surgical suites, but we can do hygiene out of those rooms as well. So we're going to be real fluid in how we set it up so that we could, we could conceivably have a few rooms designated for um, a single doctor and two or three hygienists. Um, so we're looking at the scenario on how best to schedule that way. And we're going to test that out a little bit and see which way works the best. But again, I want to cut my clinical schedule down to two or three days. Um, and uh, Brian, I mean, he, he bread and butter. He is he knows what he likes to do. And, you know, he's um, he's great working on a one op for production stuff and then checking a few hygienists. And that's just just fine with him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm a little more ADD when it comes to that stuff. And um, and so I can work out of four production ops at once because a lot of my stuff is, is, is team driven as far as, um, you know, digital pre-scans and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, our digital workflow has cut out a lot of the stuff that I have to do and I can unload that to my clinical team. Um, do you have a trios by chance, Drew? Yeah, I do. Okay. So let's say, you know, you're prepping a single crown. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they can take a, um, a pre-scan for the upper and, and for the lower, mm -hmm. um, select the tooth that you're working on, say number 30 or whatever it is. Um, and then in the scan, it'll, you know, it'll cut that one tooth out. And to where when I'm finished prepping, you know, I just pick it up, dry it off, and I just have to scan one tooth. And then mm -hmm. I'll quickly scan the occlusion on both sides. Um, and, and that's it. So, and then I leave. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they'll make a temporary blow it in. Um, if I'm going to CIRIC, then, you know, they'll, they'll pre-scan if I'm going to do, um, a biocopy and, um, and if not, then, you know, they'll scan, um, the opposing arch and, and just, they'll try to scan as much stuff as they can. We use ice lights and, and I still pack forward. I use lasers and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll use whatever technique is going to get the best clinical outcome, not necessarily the fastest, not necessarily the easiest as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so I, I, my team really does a lot of that stuff. They pick shades, they know the sequence, they're ready with the camera and mirrors to take um, core shades for um, for all ceramic crowns if we're sending them out to a lab. Um, you know, they have cord pre-cut for those cases or they have the laser on and fired up at a setting and ready to go. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's situational awareness. Um, people that take any um, any military training or, or or firearms training or any of that sort of stuff. Um, situational awareness is a big deal. And operational awareness is you're aware of what's happening before you get to that step to where everything is set up. I'm, I'm, I usually don't have to ask for very much. Um, and we don't even talk about what we're doing while we're working usually because my assistants are so well integrated in our system. Um, and it cuts out on a lot of crap. So we're talking about all kinds of things to where then that distracts the patient as well. Or they're watching TV. Um, you know, so, mm -hmm. so that's well, and that way, as they're more and more developed that way, then I will be able to work out of multiple rooms at once because, you know, implant crown delivery, let's say, well, when I walk in the room, the implant crown has already been placed, um, and it's finger tight and I come in and check contacts. Um, you know, everything looks good and I'll check the x-ray and, um, if everything's good, I will torque that sucker in. Teflon take, tape and a composite plug because most mm -hmm. of my stuff is screw retained. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm done with an implant crown delivery in about two or three minutes. I'll check the mm -hmm. occlusion. Um, I mean, it just well-developed systems that make sense, that are efficient, 
they don't have to take a long time. Um, so, you know, it's easier to work out of multiple rooms. You know, some people will say, oh, you can't do high quality if you're running around and doing this and that. I beg to differ. I challenge you to come and see me do it. Um, because, because then you, you actually see that if you're doing it in a smart workflow um, and utilize the best equipment, technology, materials, techniques, you can do a lot of high level, high end dentistry um, on a short amount of time with multiple patients. It, it just takes communication, education, and a commitment to doing your best. Um, you know, and that's, it's every day we want to get 1% better. And if we can get 1% better every day, then by the end of the year, you know, you're 365% better. Yeah. And so it seems like, I mean, you're, it seems like you're doing something right for sure. <laughs> um, what I kind of, uh, picked up on there, it sounds like uh, you don't mind if a patient is checked by you or your associate patients are pretty flexible that way in the hygiene. They're not saying, you know, where, where's my dentist or anything like that. I mean, I have some that are, that are me only and they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're flagged. Um, I, there's some that are Dr. Johnson only when, when mm-hmm. he, um, he was a partner in a practice for 10 years and, um, and he got out of that situation and, and, um, a lot of his patients, cause he's just fantastic dentist, great guy. Um, and we were, we were buddies in dental school and we just kind of kept up with each other. And when he was going through all that stuff and he didn't live very far, um, I said, man, why don't you just, just come over and hang out with me for a while. Um, and you can do as much or as little or, or whatever you want, man, you know, mm-hmm. however else I can help you. Um, you know, it'd be fun. And, and I was between associates at the time. And, um, and so he came over and, and here in November will be two years and, um, and he's been That's rocking great. and rolling and, and just enjoying, and he's doing exactly what he wants to do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't pressure him to do more, or, you know, I just ask him if you want to learn anything else, just let me know and we'll figure it out. And, and if you want to do just what you're doing, if that's working great for you, then then keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, he's been a blessing to be with us. And, um, and again, his patients recognize that and they've traveled, you know, they followed him. He has, he brought a big following over, which is one of the other reasons we need an expansion. <laughs> we, uh, he's, he still has patients finding out that, that, you know, where he went, um, you know, his other office, you know, they just kind of told patients had asked, Oh, we don't know where we went. Um, which is, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of crappy. You know, um, but, uh, but yeah, I see his patients and I say, Hey, it's, you know, it's great to meet you and that sort of stuff. You know, Brian's not here today and, uh, and I'm just checking things out and, you know, if you have any concerns or, or if you need any, anything done, then, you know, we'll definitely get you scheduled with Dr. Johnson and, and, uh, and he'll get you fixed up. And, you know, I tell my patients, uh, Hey, you know, he's my dentist. And, and if I'm not here one day and he sees you, you're, you're in the best of hands because mm-hmm. I just, I'm just not going to have somebody here working with me. That's not the best. Um, and, um, and so now, you know, the girls love him and everything else. And, um, and so my patients are, they like meeting him and, and that sort of stuff. So, you know, it works out pretty well. I try to make it to where it's not really about me. Um, right. You know, because I want it to be flexible. I want to be able to take off a month or something in the summertime one day. Um, Mm-hmm. take off January, like the whole month of January or December or whatever it is. You know, those are, those are personal goals that I have. And it's hard to do that if you have patients that only want to see you and, you know, that sort of stuff. So, right. Okay. So, um, what was I going to ask you? Uh, so you, you got one associate, you kind of check each other's hygiene when appropriate. That all makes sense to you. Oh, um, you mentioned earlier, 
that uh, towards the beginning of the episode, you, you mentioned that you kind of you cut out your consult room because you don't use it. And when you said that, I was thinking, oh, he must not do a lot of large cases. But since we've been talking, it's come about. It sounds like you're doing a lot of large cases, but you're just not doing following the traditional model, which seems to be, you know, doing the case presentation in the consult room. How how do you go about, I guess, I don't want to say selling cases, but how do you go about educating? And then is it all in the ops that you handle that, that those conversations yeah, and the finances? The future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients. If you need help starting your membership plan, or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team. Yeah, it's all the ops. Um, so it was funny because um, I started looking at it and I was like, man, it, you know, it's just a waste of space. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already sitting in here in the operatory and their spouse is sitting in the corner in a little corner cut ottoman thing that we have. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like I got the lights off. We worked with lights off in the operatory. Um, mm-hmm. And, Do you have windows? Uh, what's that? Do you have windows? Not us. No, Mm-mm. I'm in a retail center. Um, oh. So, so I, no window, I mean, I have front windows with a you know the front of the office. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so no windows, but I have a big ass 65 inch curved uh, TV mounted on the wall up, nice. up high, six o'clock um, up uh-huh. high, and um, you know we go through um, photos and, and that sort of stuff and questions and and I just talk about you know what's going on and. Um, you know, ask them what do they want? Uh, what do they want the their teeth to look like, or feel like, or function like, or or those sorts of things? And then I just I try to take what their desires are and tell them how we would get there. And I give them roundabout uh, ballpark costs on those things because I think it's important to not waste people's time. And I tell them I say, you know, we're we're talking about an extensive amount of um, of work to to rebuild a smile that's been you know going downhill for. 15, 20 years. And so we're having to recover 15 or 20 years worth of uh, wear and tear, um, trauma, accidents, all sorts of things. And to redo that and fix that in a short amount of time takes a high level of skill. It takes a a team effort with some some very qualified um, laboratories to fabricate all these things and and just make this stuff work the best way. And that comes at a price. And to do what we have talked about could be anywhere from 35 to 55,000. And that depends on, do you want to be awake or asleep for what we're doing? Are, are some of these teeth not going to be salvageable that we're going to have to remove some and replace them with implants so that you still have individual teeth? So there's going to be a range of those things. And honestly, until we get in there and take off some of this old dentistry, we, we're not going to know what's there. Um, and so they're prepared for that range. And now, usually mm-hmm. I get to a final plan that we decide on and, and we do that way. And if there's a surprise here or there, I have to add buildups here or I have to add a crown. You know, that was on me. I should have treatment plan that better. Um, but if, if I take an old crown off and it's just mush under there and it mm-hmm. ends up being an implant, okay. So what? You're spending $42,000 for me to do all this work on you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can pop a tooth out, drop an implant in, make a temp bridge for a few months until it heals, and then convert that to individual single units. And I'm still... I'm still doing fine on the case, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and you know, it's one of those value add backs. Um, and I've been doing that way for, for a long time now. Um, but yeah, the consult room, it changes the psychology when you leave the console, uh, the uh, operatory where you've talked about all these things and you get excited and you've done a mock-up transfer and they see what they're going to look like. And they're on this 
you know, this high, I guess, of what, what the potential, what can be, you've given this big, great thing called hope. Um, and you can't take that away from someone once you give it to them. And then you walk down the hall and you walk into a console room and you sit down at a desk and then you're across the desk from each other usually. Well, that becomes the money game. Mm-hmm. And I hate, you know, like buying a car is the worst thing. I hate, I will never go to a dealership again. Uh, <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I know what you uh, mean. To buy a car. I, I haven't done that in the last um, the last couple of vehicles for, for myself. My wife's vehicle, we had to go. She wanted to check it out and see what she wanted, and that was fine. She had to pick it out. And then I sat there for a few hours waiting on this guy to try to rip me off. Um, <laughs> yep, I've been so, there. You know, it's the same thing. Um, and we're like, okay, well, it's this and this and this, and this is about how much it's going to be, and we can split it up. We can break it up. You know, you have to give us guidance on what's going to be the best for you because you know your financial situation. We don't, and we just need you to help us to understand – how best can we make this fit in your schedule and in your budget? Kind of like what Paul Holly talks about, um, you know, and, and it was funny because I was listening to a podcast maybe a week ago or two weeks ago while I was walking my dog at night. And, um, and I don't know if it, it may have been Paul Etchison, um, mm-hmm. Dental Heroes uh, podcast, or it may have been uh, Bulletproof with, with Spodak and Bolden. Um, but somebody, one of those guys, uh, or one of their guests, was talking about the psychology difference when you leave the operatory and you go into um, mm-hmm. into the console room, you know. And, yeah. and I thought, man, I'm hearing this. We already did it because I kind of saw that. I didn't put it together that way. I'm not that smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it worked out, you know. And there's a ton of things that I'm listening to, that we're um, reading, and, and I see we've been doing this for a while already. They just They've just taken this information and drilled it down into a book or a podcast or, or whatever mm-hmm. and explained it so much better. And it's and it's neat how I can see that um, example right now. We're reading The, the Go-Giver, a fantastic book, little small short book. Um, and I bought a copy for all of my team and gave them two weeks to read it. And, um, and when we meet and I'll order lunch and we'll hang out and talk during lunch for an hour. And, um, and we'll talk about it and generate, you know, ideas and stuff like that of, of things that we can change and do and, and what things we're already doing that are in the book. And, um, you know, uh, you're going to plant the seed, but I'll have a pocket full of cash and um, and I'll be able to tell who read the book and who probably did um, or who took some notes or came up with some ideas. And, and those who were just kind of, you know, along for the discussion, but not really participating, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you pull you know, 20 or 50 or hundred dollar bill out of your pocket and just hand it to somebody because it's like, Oh wow. You, you read the book. You took some notes. You, you actually came up with some really good ideas. I want to reward you for that. And boom, you, you drop a hundred dollar bill or something. Um, the next time that I find a book for them to read, I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> going to read it. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. but the cool thing about this book, the go giver, when you go through it and read it, you know, it's parable style. It's kind of like raving fans. Um, we did the same exercise with raving fans a few years ago, but um, it's really highlighting a lot of the things that we're already doing. And but it's giving us a good succinct um, few steps to kind of look at and and kind of work towards um, developing more of a, a practice mantra or a vision statement or any of those things mm-hmm. that um, you know everybody can be on the same page as far as what we're trying to move towards. And then we can sh- also share that with our community so that they will know what our goals are and what we're trying to develop. Um, and change the experience of, of dentistry in our community. We already have been doing that. 
if you read our reviews and stuff like that, you know, we get a ton of patients just from that because they see that it's different. Um, and our patients are telling other patients via Google reviews or, or Facebook recommendations or all sorts of things of how we're different than everyone else around and why their friend or family member should come and see us versus, you know, just some other office around. Um, so, so I'd, re- I'd highly recommend for all teams to read that go-giver um, and look at how you can, you know, um, incorporate some of those things into your, into your daily practice life for the betterment of your team, um, as well as your patients and your community. Because if you have all those things in check, the money's going to come and it will come in like a windfall. Um, you know, so. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to check those out. Um, go giver and raving fans. It sounds like, uh, some good books to check out. Absolutely. Now, um, off the top of your head, do you have an idea of, do you know how many patients you guys have like active patients? Oh man, like yeah probably okay with, with that many hygienists that would make sense yeah um, i've seen like eleven thousand patients or twelve thousand patients something like that in in the seven years that we've been open um wow or december december will be our, our seventh anniversary wow and, you know so so we have a lot of we have a lot of like we were talking about earlier about how to fill in october november mm-hmm. um you know We've had patients that have left to go to an in-network office, sure. uh, thinking that they're going to save money and stuff like that. I've also had families that have come back mm-hmm. because they just the the experience wasn't there. And like I had a mom and her, her son were there the other day, and um, and she was really mad because her husband, I guess, had had scheduled them at some uh, other office. And then they went. And they said, "Okay, fine. We'll, we'll we'll see." They went over there, and the son and the mom both said, "No, we're not doing this again." Mm-hmm. And it's not just because they're in network, you know, um, there's some in network offices that are fantastic. Sure. Know, and that's great. Um, and they do, you know, great business. You know, my buddy, Billy, uh, he's down in Pearland, you know, he's in network with about everything and big, busy practice. And, you know, he's building a building right now and all that sort of stuff. I mean, he's running it right. Um, you know, so it's not this in network out of network battle that some people try to come up with. Um, it was just the experience wasn't there. And they were willing to pay the extra for the experience that they chose. I'm not going to say better or worse, or because that's not what it is. It's just mm-hmm. different. And that's just not what they wanted. Um, you know, people live out here in five, six, seven bedroom houses. They choose not to live in a three bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean one's better than the other, but for that family, that's a choice they make, and that's what they want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want to be able to give that to them. Um, but uh, you know, it just kind of works out. So, and do you know how to top of your head about how many new patients you're getting a month? Um, we're like at 98 or 100, 110 new patients. We've had months of 40 or 50. We mm-hmm. had no room. We knew where to put them. Um, mm-hmm. We were so packed and booked that we just couldn't get them in. And so they were getting pushed back. So how, how do you bring in new patients? What, what's your inpatient flow? I mean, is it all through hygiene or is it dedicated doctor uh, time? Hygiene. Uh, the only new patients that come through a doctor's side is if they've broken something. They have a, mm-hmm. you know, a limited exam type of thing. Sure. Um, but otherwise, they come through hygiene because, again, I don't want them to make, make it all about me. I want them to, right. to connect with my team when they, when they come in, mm-hmm. when they're on the phone, when, um, when they meet a hygienist, have their x-rays and photos and all of the system. I want them to connect with the system and the experience, not so much reliant on the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and I think about it, um, there's a book, it's, it's called Built to Sell. Um, again, I heard about that on one of these podcasts. 
And, um, and I was looking into that and it was basically the premise was you, you want to, you build your build your business in order to sell it. Okay. Well, how do you build a dental practice in order to sell it? Well, you have to make the, the goodwill transfer easily. If all the goodwill is, is just solely on one doctor and that doctor is no longer there, then the practice just t- plummets in value. Mm-hmm. If the, if the practice is designed so that the experience in the practice is irregardless of the dentist that's there, that business itself, you could sell to someone else and it would be very valuable. It would hold its value. Um, and you probably get a higher, higher value for it. Mm-hmm. You know, walk away sale, you only get like 40% for a walk away, walk away sale because goodwill doesn't transfer. Mm-hmm. If you can build a dental practice in order to be able to sell it um, like that, then you're running a good business. Now I don't have any intention of doing that. Right. That's how I wanted to set up the practice and the business and that sort of stuff um, for longevity and, and everything else. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense and kind of just built to last, right? It's because you yeah. want it to last beyond yourself too when you're gone. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the other thing that I look at it, Drew, is if I build this practice up, this big monster, but it's mm-hmm. fun and it's caring, it's warm and it's compassionate and everybody around wants to come and we are the practice in the area that mm-hmm. everyone wants to be a part of, I wouldn't want to leave that either. You know, yeah, right. Uh, so, you know, but I, I depend on my team, including doctors and stuff like that to help that. And I share that vision, you know, with everyone around us, uh, you know, including our patients and, and they share it with the community and other people. And, and so it's a, it's a team effort all around. Again, if you go back to developing a team and you break that down and you think about it in all the aspects of your practice, you have a team of specialists that you work with that they refer you patients. You're also your teammates are your patient base because they're going to be raving fans for you. Um, and they're going to recommend people to come from Google reviews or Facebook reviews or word of mouth or digital word of mouth or any of these other avenues to generate patients. Um, I mean, I do some marketing, but I don't really do that much. Um, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have anywhere to put them. I mean, I can, mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't done direct mail in like five and a half years. Um, That's insane. And, You're getting, think, sorry, a hundred patients a month and you're hardly doing any marketing. I mean, I have a full page print ad in my neighborhood magazine that I've had for the whole time. And also the neighborhood, um, like right joining my practice mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, website, but you know, SEO stuff here or there, mm-hmm. that's just to maintain, you know, uh, being current, mm-hmm. but otherwise, um, I mean, we, we, we donate to the swim team in my neighborhood. We donate to the PTA for the elementary school that my kids go to in my neighborhood and the new elementary school on the other side of the neighborhood. Cause my patients kind of got split between these two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all community basis, community focused, um, marketing because that's where well, those are the people that I'm serving. Um, you know, direct mail has a really low, uh, one to 2% return, um, you know, national averages and stuff like that. And, and I hate all the, I hate all the John reading that crap that comes in my mailbox. I throw all that stuff away too. If it's a dentist, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, this is a terrible ad. And I laugh at it and I throw it away. <laughs> um, you know, they have this list of, I do root canals and, and crowns and fillings mm-hmm. and blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, you're a dentist. You, you should be doing all that stuff. You know? <laughs> if you had a mailer that went out and said, we love what we do and we want to share that with patients just like you. Um, that's it. Something mm-hmm. simple, you know, somebody would read that and be like, oh, wow, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that might be a more effective direct mail thing than, than this long laundry list of, of 
technical procedures and mm-hmm. you know junk like that. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of how I look at it. But um, yeah, I, I don't even know um, what my yearly marketing spend because you know I I um, I pay for T-shirts for the school elementary schools and stuff like that. That's all advertising. Yeah. You know, but again, it's community-based advertising. It's not, um, I don't do radio or TV or direct mm-hmm. mail. I don't do AdWords. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't do any of that stuff. I give people's money back to them in a way that they see that it's making a difference in the school where their kids go mm-hmm. um, or the, the local police department. I'm on the mm-hmm. local police foundation board, have been since we established that several years ago. Um, you know, I treat a lot of the cops around, a uh, bunch of my buddies. Um, just because I've, I've gotten to know them, you know, over the last few years and stuff like that. Um, social media, you know, Facebook pages in the neighborhoods. That's where mm-hmm. most of our word of mouth comes from. It's these private group Facebook pages in my neighborhood and the neighborhoods surrounding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's positive. It's digital word of mouth. It doesn't cost you a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you have to have the infrastructure set up. You have to have the the relationship with your team, with your patients, with everyone else around you to support all that and encourage all that. And then when you find out that, you know, somebody came in because one of your buddies posted on social media, send them a text message and go, Hey, Hey, Shervin, you know, I appreciate you sending that, you know, telling that person to come over and see me. That was awesome, dude. You know, and I send patients and people to his restaurants. Um, we just kind of go around, come around kind of thing. Um, you know, if you identify the people around your practice that see a lot of people and they're happy with your services, just ask them, hey, you see all these people all the time. If, any, if it ever comes up dental or tooth or any of that sort of stuff, would you tell them about my practice? I mean, you're already coming in with you and your wife and your kids and your brother and all that sort of stuff. You know, um, would you tell them about us as well? Oh like, yeah, man. I didn't know you're. I didn't know you could handle any more new people. I was like, oh yeah, we'll always make room for new patients. You know, if they have an emergency, we'll take care of them. But yeah, we'd love to meet them. Well, hell, now I have to build. You know, I have to double my practice to, to keep maintaining that promise that I made to all these people around, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good problem to have. Uh, and if your patients pick up on the fact that you truly love what you do and you're good at it and you don't hurt them and you're looking out for their best interest man. all the money and all the other stuff and fun vacations and all that other junk, that stuff will come and it will come in droves. Um, you know, when you're so focused on the dollar and the money and all that people will pick up on that. Your team will feel that it feels dirty. Um, you know, patients will kind of pick up on that stuff. Um, you nickel and dime them for every little thing. I mean, I just a little bit of charity and goodwill and you know what I'm going to take, I'm doing four crowns on you and we're working and this other one next to it, this old crown, nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't look good. Can I, can I just replace that one for you too? It's on me. Would that be okay? And they're like, um, <laughs> you sure? This is a trick question. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm putting like four others around here and I want them all to look the same, mm-hmm. you know, the surface texture and shape and, and color and, I don't want to leave this one crown there. It'll just look odd mm-hmm. and you're already going to be numb there. It's not going to take me but like 10 more minutes to do it. Is, I mean, if you don't, if you want to keep it, that's fine with me. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I say, okay, we'll just sign off here. So it's, you know, legal and legit and all that kind of stuff, you know, and you give them a treat, a quick treatment plan for $0 for that crown. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have the whole number on there. Then you exit out, you know, 1,200, 1,500 or whatever your crown fee is. Mm-hmm. You just exit out and you put big fat zero. And they're like, man, that's awesome. You're giving them a gift. So, um, you know, it just works. It's awesome. And they remember that stuff. And they appreciate it. You know, they realize you're not about the money because you could have added that $1,300 onto their tab, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and hopefully that crown doesn't have a, you know, big problem Pandora's box. Right. <laughs> you get yourself in uh, trouble doing that, right? You know, but, um, but yeah, and if it does, just fix it. Yeah. Just, it's fine, you know? Yeah. So. I love it. Now, when you do bring a patient in through hygiene, and we'll, we'll wrap it up here soon, but I just got a couple of questions. When you do bring a patient in through hygiene, um, are you scheduling two hours in hygiene, hour and a half? How do you do that? Hour and a half. Hour and a half through hygiene. That's awesome. And, and you're still in that amount of time able to build that rapport and that experience. And I imagine for some people, you'll probably have to reappoint if there's a lot going on. Um, or not, 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 not now. I mean... Um, I'll hell even a new patient. I'll only be in there for like maybe eight or ten minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll sit down. You know, you sit down. Uh, was uh, Jim Downs at Arrowhead Lab? He'd say, you know, you sit down. Uh, Dick Barnes uh, with with the Arrowhead Group. They'd say you sit down and you sit eye to eye, knee to knee, and you just talk with them for a few minutes and that sort of stuff. You know, on our forums, I've already looked back at their stuff. I've looked at their address. I look to see where do they live. Um, that way I know what neighborhood do they live in? Are they a neighbor of mine? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's funny cause I saw, I saw a new patient, um, earlier this year. Well, they live like six houses down from me, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I looked at their address. And I was like, Oh, Hey, I know that street. I'm on that street. And I looked at the map to see where is it? Is it on, you know, on my side of the street or is it on the other side of the street or whatever? <laughs> and, um, and so I sit down and go, Hey neighbor, what's going on? You know, welcome to the office. And they're like, oh, hi, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, you know, I only live like five or six houses down from you. And they're like, really? I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, see, I'm just like you. Um, I'm like, yeah, I've got that big black truck sometimes in the street. So sorry if it's, you know, blocking the street when you're driving by. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know where your house is. And uh, I said, well, you know, uh, you know, stop by any time. Or, 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 man, have you ever had a problem like at night or something fell or one of your kids? Just come down and knock on my door. And uh, they're like, oh, man, that is so nice. I said, yeah, well, you know, um, I'm sure you found out about us because of, you know, and I'll name one of the two major Facebook pages in my neighborhood. They're like, yeah, I sure did. Well, I already saw in their intake form because that's where they listed their referral source. So you Thanks. have to be able to quickly roll that into conversation um, because, you know, you're putting them at ease. You live down the street from them. You're a neighbor. You're just like them. They're comfortable at that point in time. Um, and then, uh, you know, you have something in common. Um, and then you, you offer them a gift. You know, this is all stuff that, that I think Phelps, Chris Phelps talks about mm-hmm. in his, his Cialdini two day thing. And, and I think there's another guy, Chris Bowman. Yeah. Um, it's all the yep. Chris's, I guess, talk about all this principles Ch- of influence. Stuff. And Chris Phelps is also big on the no consult room. Oh yeah. It, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, he loves doing it. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you're giving them a gift that, Hey, if you needed me after hours, just come down and knock on my door. You're not going to inconvenience me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that only takes a couple of minutes. So you build a lot, a lot of, a ton of rapport very quickly. Trust mm-hmm. level goes way up. Fear goes way down. And then they've already been through the scenario of their photos and x-rays and the hygienist to talk to them and all that sort of stuff. And I said, well, well, if it's okay with you, you know, ask permission. 
I'd like to lean you back and, and take a look at things. And mm -hmm. if you have any concerns, um, you know, let me know. And otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at everything with fresh eyes, so that I can give you my best uh, unbiased opinion. And um, and so I'll do that. And I'll look and everything, and I'll tell the hygienist in very simple, simple terms anything that I see that need to be addressed. And I'll ask questions. You know, have you ever have you ever done braces or Invisalign or anything like that? Because the teeth are crooked. You know, mm -hmm. they did and they relapsed or they didn't. Okay. So, well, you know, straight teeth are a lot healthier. Usually you have less shots and drilling and all that sort of stuff when their teeth are straight because then the teeth don't crack and break. And I've noticed you have a couple of crowns. You've probably already gone through that. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to drill in your teeth if I don't have to. Um, and I'm sure you wouldn't want to do that either. You know, you may give some thought to some Invisalign one day to straighten them out. They just kind of move on because mm -hmm. if they're interested, they're going to go, oh, well, how would that work for me? Or how much is that? Or how long would that take? You know? Uh, mm -hmm. And if they're not interested, then you're not putting pressure on them. Mm -hmm. um, and you can address any of the areas that they have that are going on. A lot of my patients are really young and healthy. They don't have any problems. Uh, where they tip the filling, um, ortho relapse, you know, that's mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah, so, no, we get the same. You know? Um, but yeah, you can move on and then just say, hey, listen, I plan for a lifetime. I want to get you to 95 or 100 with all your own teeth with as little done in or on the teeth. And if you're cool with that, then you may want to look at doing this or this, you know, and uh, and if that works for you, we can talk about that more. Otherwise, we're going to make sure that everything stays healthy because I'd like to see patients, because if they don't seem like they're interested or have questions, you know, I'm reading them the whole time. I'll say, well, you know, well, tell you what, let's let's see you for the next few visits and, and, and see that everything is just staying healthy and maintainable. And then if you ever want to get to any of that stuff later on, then uh, we can always talk about that in the future. How's that sound? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I took I took Strep and Brum's um, restorative course down in Florida a few well, a long time ago now. Um, but I recommend a lot of people to go to that. Whether you want to do full arch, full mouth stuff, whether you agree with their techniques or their amount of enamel reduction or, or whatever your issue is or that sort of stuff. Because one of the greatest things that I learned from Bill Strupp was um, he said at the time when I took this course that he didn't even talk to some of those patients for five or six years about a, uh, a rehab or an arch or, or extensive ceramic uh, rebuilds because um, he wanted to see whether they were crazy or not or mm -hmm. even wanted to work on them or any of that sort of stuff. And I thought, you know, that's a great, great thing to do because it is. I will tell you in my experience because I do a lot of full art stuff. Mm -hmm. It is far easier to do that on patients you've been seeing for a while. Mm -hmm. And then it's just natural and smooth and you don't have surprises. You know, mm -hmm. when you treat strangers, that can be danger because mm. you know, they can say all the right things and they could even pay you. And then you're working on them and then they turn out to be just absolutely cuckoo. Mm -hmm. And that becomes very stressful. And you better hope that you had all your ducks in a row. Um, I got one of those guys now and, um, and it's just turned into kind of a nightmare with this dude. Oh, no. uh, and he didn't tell us a lot of his actual medical history. He didn't fill us in on a bunch of stuff. And now, you know, he had problems with his case and, and he wants to blame me. And I'm like, dude, I didn't know you were taking all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I would have done this case like this. We would have staged it completely differently. And, um, hmm. you know, you just have those people. So, you yeah. know, you want to, you want to try to figure those things out the best you can. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I totally get where you're coming from with all that. And, We've been we've been going for over an hour here, so I won't keep you too much longer. <laughs> is is there anything that you'd like to add for our listeners before we wrap it up? 
Oh, uh, hell, I didn't even realize it's been that long. I, I tend to ramble. <laughs> no, uh, it's good. I didn't want to stop you. It's still good stuff. But well, I did. I've done a bunch of podcasts, and I, I tend to kind of ramble like that. But <laughs> you know, I think it goes back to I really like doing this stuff. I like sharing it with other people. Um, I want to help other dentists learn how to do these things, yeah. and you know, so they can change some of their things and, and and enjoy it. Because, dude, this job's stressful enough as it is. You know how it goes, and. Um, you know, the more that you can do to use your stress levels and enjoy it, the longer you're going to be able to do it, the more profitable that you're going to be, the more people that you're going to be able to serve and help um, and change their view of dentistry or or, or going to the dentist or, or whatever. Um, and so, you know, when, when people reach out to me via Facebook and that sort of stuff, um, you know, I do my best to help them and, and that sort of thing. But, I, man, I'm super busy. I got four kids and, you know, it's an expansion project and I got I want to buy a boat and go take off more work, go fishing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm happy to help other people, but you know, my time, my extra free time is kind of limited, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I want to develop this course in the future. And, and, you know, as soon as I get some, some help to where I can work less, then it'll open up a lot more time for me to develop, um, some of those things so that I can help even more dentists and that way they can help and serve more patients. Of course. Um, but raving fans get that short, quick book, have your team read it and then look at the go giver, uh, fantastic books and um, you know and just be open to learn and, and and not think that you know everything because I will tell you I learn new stuff all the time from lots of different places um, and it helps me to redefine what we're doing and it helps us to get better and better and offer a better service and a better experience in my opinion than what we were able to offer before so I, I can only compare my practice with my practice I'm not gonna compare it with yours or with somebody down the street or anybody else because there's so many different variables and that's kind of stupid for for dentists to say well i've got five ops and you've got five ops and i did this much and you did this much and my mm-hmm. practice is better than yours no dude that's not how it works mm-hmm. but if your practice is always getting better and this time next year your practice is so much better than what your practice today was mm-hmm. that's how you should judge the health and the strength and the vitality of your business and your practice and your relationships with your, your team and your patients. Because all of that goes in hand in hand. And if you do all that stuff on a consistent routine basis and share the money with your team and share the proceeds with your community as far as charitable giving or sponsorship of groups or whatever, it's just gonna keep coming back on you. You know? Mm-hmm. There's good karma and bad karma. And you know, I'm not one of these like hokey spiritual people or any of that sort of stuff. But I think it makes a difference and you treat people really well, you do good work and tell them about it and ask them to share that with people around them, then you're going to grow. And if you have to do print, AdWords, any of those things as well to help share your message from the beginning, figure out how you can build a word of mouth referral monster team. And then your practice will just do nothing but grow and leaps and bounds. So best of luck to everybody who's listening. Uh, you know, you can reach out to me through, uh, through Facebook. Easiest way to find me, shoot me a message. Um, you know, I, I sometimes miss them for two or three months at a time. So mm-hmm. sorry about that. Me but too. I'll get back to you. Um, and happy to help anybody that I can. So, you know, I hope that the information that we're doing, we have teams that come and visit our practice. Um, you know, Drew, if you ever want to come and bring some of your team members, you know, more than happy to have you join us. Um, I would love that. We have people come from 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 all over the state, uh, wow. region, country. Um, cause they'll hear me on a podcast and they'll hear me offer that, which I do. And, and I don't, I don't charge for that. Um, you know, and okay, well, are you, are you free tomorrow? 
What's that? <laughs> so are you free tomorrow? Yeah, come on by. <laughs> I'm a full arch and, and seeing that guy from Denver. So I'll be busy, but yeah, come on by. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, but no, uh, I, w- I would absolutely love to do that. Thank you for mentioning that and for, for our listeners and for me. That will be you. Sure. I, I've been thinking that the whole time. It sounds like you're, you're saying so much stuff that makes sense, but I keep thinking to myself, I just got to see it to, to really yeah, make if, it click. If you see it in action, it makes a lot more sense. And then you can ask questions right there. You can fill in and you can figure out how do you apply some of the things that you see in your own situation. I mean, I've had specialty practices come, um, GPs, um, all sorts of stuff. You know, and I'm happy to do it. You're not going to get in our way. My team, they're they're used to it. They see so many people that visit and come in and observe and uh, single doctors. And then the doctor will sometimes bring their teams. And I mean, I had a whole office from Beaumont. They shut down for a full day, drove over. It's like 12, 13 of them. Um, and nothing got interrupted, you know. Um, and now with our practice going to be bigger, it'll be even easier to accommodate larger groups and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to share that because it really does help people see it in action and then figure out how can they develop it into their own practice and, and take a lot of those pearls. That's just everyday normal stuff for us um, back to their own practices and, and develop things. So, you know, happy, happy to share that uh, with, with your listeners and, and with our other colleagues. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, we didn't even really get to dig into your expansion plans too much. So I'd love to have you back on in the future to hear about that. As, as you know, I, I went from five ops to 12 recently, and it, it took yeah. a lot out of me personally. It was it was difficult, <laughs> but I hope yours is yeah. a smoother experience. It'll be the same thing. It'll just be more space. That's yeah. that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I'm shooting for. I so. like it. Well, best of luck to you. Okay, thanks again for being on today. Okay, thanks, Drew. Alrighty, take care. Thanks for listening to the Fee for Service Dentist Podcast. If you would like to share your fee for service story please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our fee-for-service dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.